Lately, there has been a lot of talk about interest rates. People are wondering if they're going up or going down, and who might be responsible or behind this. To be honest, uh, it doesn't matter who is responsible or why. The important thing or the truth is that interest rates affect us all. It can also affect your buying power and how much will you end up pay, uh, paying for your home. So today I want to go over what is an interest rate, uh, why do they go up or down, and the most important thing, how does that affect you? So stay tuned. Thank you for coming to another episode of the Okendo Podcast. My name is Jorge Okendo, and I'm a real estate agent in Miami, Florida with the Kais Company. Let's, talk, uh, let's start with the basics. What is an interest rate? Interest is the cost of borrowing money. So basically, how much someone will pay the bank for the money that they're lending you or lending them. For example, let's say that you want to purchase a property, but you don't have all the cash at hand. A bank can help you achieve that goal faster. Now, they're not doing this because they're nice. Uh, they're doing it because lending you money can generate money for them. So every time that they lend you money, you have to pay interest. So something extra over the money that they have gave you, given you. Now, when you hear that the Federal Reserve raised the interest rate, what does that mean? The Federal Reserve is the, is the entity that prints money in the United States and makes sure that our inflation does not get out of control and they also stimulate the economy. Inflation is just the value of the currency. How many goods and services you can buy with $1 and that's the reason why you hear your, your grandpa saying like, oh, I used to buy uh, bread, milk and butter for a dollar. And now you have to buy it for bread, milk and butter for six dollars or so. So they make sure that the Federal Reserve makes sure that the inflation don't go up more than three percent a year. And that's technically a healthy inflation or a healthy economy. It's important to know that this is not a government entity, although the share and the vice share are chosen by the United States president. They don't have to obey the president and they don't have to be removed when another president is elected. One, one of the ways that they try to control the inflation or stimulate the economy is by raising or lowering the interest rates. So if you have higher interest rates, people tend to hold money and save them so they can get the interest from the bank. Uh, because the interest rates are higher they put their money in cds or any other savings tool but when they're getting home when they're getting but when getting money is more cost effective people tend to ask for more money to purchase different things or invest like to start a small business uh, expand a business purchase a home a property uh, buying stocks things like that it's important to understand that the Federal Reserve does not loan money directly to you or give you any mortgage or anything like that. They also work with the banks or they only work with the banks. And when they come out with an interest rate, it means how much the banks will pay for getting money. And that translates to you. So think about it like this way. You ask a friend to lend you uh, some money to purchase a bike. Uh, he doesn't have the money on at hand, so he goes to the bank because he has a good credit, a good relationship. He gets the $100 from them. They charge him some interest rate under that $100, and he goes and gives you those $100 with an interest over how much he's paying. So he's making a bit more money, um, but he compares to the bank. So if the bank says, like, are you... The interest rate is going to be 3%, he goes to you and tells you, hey, the interest rate is going to be 4%, and that way he makes some money on the on the transaction 
So in conclusion, when the Federal Reserve wants to stimulate the economy, they lower the interest rate. So people ask for more money to spend. And when they want to control inflation, they raise they raise it so people stop asking for money and start saving, getting dollars out of circulation. And again, that's his extremely basic explanation. There's a bunch of other things that they do and they try to and happen, some new techniques that they're trying right now, which are very interesting, but but that's not had nothing to do with what we're talking today. So if you would like to hear something about that, then let me know and I can go ahead and, and record another video or a podcast with this. So how does this affect you? And that's the main reason why we're here. You have to understand that the bank, like you, asks for money to be able to lend you money. And they go to the Federal Reserve or the, or the mortgage market to sell or get the money to lend you. You may see your mortgage as a loan that helps you buy your home, but investors and the bank sees a mortgage as a stream of future cash flow. So if the Federal Reserve says that it is 3% interest rate, the bank will charge you 3% and a bit extra to uh, make money from you. Now again, this is extremely simple because banks don't see mortgages like we do. They see it as a pool of money going to different places. So uh, they don't not just go and ask for a mortgage for your specific um, transaction. They ask for a pool of money. They combine mortgages. They sell them to other investors. Uh, there's different mark housing markets and uh, mortgage markets. There's a lot of things happening in the back. Back that's why sometimes you get a letter saying like, "Oh, your mortgage is now owned." by this other bank and you're like oh boy i didn't know that this other bank was able to do that but that's the reason why so so if it's more cost effective for them to get money that will go to you and just to give you an example and this is the important part here the difference between you paying three percent interest rate and you paying 3.5 percent in 30 years mortgage so let's say that you need three hundred thousand dollars if you only pay your monthly payment, you will have to pay around $155,332 in the next 30 years. So that's the amount, how much money you have to pay the bank just to, for them to lend you $300,000. But if your interest rate is 3.5% in the same time frame, you will have to pay $184,968 with 26 cents. So that's around $29,636 extra in the span of 30 years. Now, I don't want you to just concentrate on those uh, $29,000 because it's more to it. And this is how you can protect yourself of paying a lot of interest at the end of the day. This only works on, on a fixed rate mortgage. So normally the way they... They, 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 and this is the reason why I'm telling you this is that if you can pay, even if it's $25 extra a month, that itself can save you some money in the long run. Uh, and the reason is this, the way they calculate the interest, again, it's going to be very basic. Let's put an APR of 3%. Again, uh, let's say that you need $100,000, 3% of those 100000 is $3,000. And then they divide that in 12 and then that will give you $250,000 that you have to pay that month to pay your interest. So whatever you pay, the minimum that you pay, those $250,000 go there and the extra of the minimum goes to the main. But if you pay something extra, 
at the end of the month that reduce the amount of the main. And when they do that calculation again, 3% uh, times whatever you owe divided by 12, uh, that interest rate starts shrinking. That's why when you start a mortgage, you in like the first couple of years, the the payment goes literally directly to the interest rates instead of going to the main. So that's a way to save you some money if you can, if you if you can, of course, if you can't, don't even try. But if you can pay a bit extra every month, that helps you reduce not only the interest rates that you're paying, but the amount of time that you're going to be having uh, to pay that mortgage. And lastly, so whatever you pay extra goes to the main, like I was saying. Uh, but the other thing that we have to always uh, be protected on, the other thing that I want to talk about in this um, in this episode, it's how much a month should housing cost you. And I feel that this is the biggest problem with interest rates and everything because people don't realize how much they have to pay at the end of the day. People see... Uh, like monthly payment, like, oh, $300 or $400 or $1,000 or $2,000. Yeah, I can pay that. But they don't see everything all together, what they had to pay on car, uh, insurance, mortgage, and all this stuff. So just so you have an idea, I want to talk about something called the PD, um, because that's what the mortgage payment includes is the PD. It's the principal, so how much money you got. The interest, how much the bank is charging you for the money. Taxes, so how much you pay on taxes on your property. And insurance. That's the P. That's why it's P-I-T-I. Uh, and that's all included in your mortgage payment. But besides that, there's some hidden expenses when you have a home. Things like homeowners association fees, private mortgage insurance, uh, routine maintenance, and large utility bills and major repairs. Those are... Uh, few things that you have to also put in your budget because if you don't have the money when it comes you might lose some money and you might not be able to pay now in miami this can be a bit hard to find this formula that i'm going to give you right now but technically uh you should only be paying from 25 to 28 percent of your income in um in in 25 to 28 percent of your income in housing so what that means basically that i'm just gonna put a, an example here really quick if you make six thousand sixty thousand dollars per year you multiply that by 0.28 percent and then you divide that by 12 12 because it's the amount of months that will give you if you are if you're making sixty thousand dollars the most that you should be paying on your home expenses or your housing expenses is one thousand four hundred dollars uh, a month again this might be hard in Miami because everything here is super expensive, but you always try to be as close as that as that 25 or 28%. Because again, you need to pay some cars, you need to pay some, uh, sometimes when you have kids, you have to pay schools, you have to pay clothing, you have to get a lot of stuff. So you don't want to get your house uh, on 50% of your income because then that will actually put you in a, in a bad place. You will not be able to even have a good time. So that's, that's the important part about this. So <clears throat> there you have it. I hope that this helps you out, understand a bit more about how interest works and how that can affect you. And remember, the best moment to buy your home is right now, but only if you're ready. Thank you so much. Have a great week.